When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Ready? Oh, yeah. Just first of all, like this has been, what, six weeks? It's been like really, really exciting for me just to support, you know, just the excitement about the program, just the end, the national brand of the end. Nebraska is just one of those places. Um, just really exciting and excited to be here, happy about it all. But uh, just really excited to be here, thankful, grateful for the opportunity uh, Coach Hull, um has provided uh, a meeting to come here uh, and join the staff. And just it's been nothing but um, a great experience thus far. I'm looking forward to getting to work when the guys get back here pretty soon. Good morning, coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage on a cold not for me, Friday morning, as I walked in from my car to the studio, I felt like every body part of mine was going to fall off. Not a cold weather person. DB, however, is. He's sitting in the chair right next to me. DB, good morning. Good morning. It's exciting. I mean, that's, that was the, that's the theme for today and yesterday. It's exciting. No accident. It is exciting, Doc. Uh, Maybe not last night for you. Nebraska's staff was exciting. No, Westside laid an egg. But that that's their own fault. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to, into that we'll later We'll get on. to that <laughs> mu- much later. That That is that's totally on them. Uh, i got to figure out a way that, that, that they want to play basketball that, that's advantageous to their skill set. That's, that's, that's totally on me. Which is what makes coaching fun. But I, I do think the, the, the cool thing about – uh, yesterday is we're, they're kind of rolling them out in pieces, right? Just kind of kind of stretch this thing out with guys that take the podium. One, two. One, a- two. Apparently, Nebraska's staff, a lot of what the prerequisite was upon taking the job was do your homework. They, that and make sure you're on the same page. They are extremely well-versed historically, which I, I – I mean, they're either setting us up for the okie doke or it's going to be a good thing. Because setting us up for the okie doke would be, hey, you know what? We understand. Yeah, we understand. I mean, kind of in theory, not the hokey pokey, (laughs) but you know, because they 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 are kind of uh, ingratiating, and they're 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 really trying to understand what's happened, Mm -hmm. what's been happening, you know. Coach Rule spent time with Coach Osborne. You know, Coach Foley was out in Grand Island. Uh, Coach Barthel talks about the real running back you and starting, you know, going way back down the road. Coach Satterfield, a football junkie, kind of a historian with where we've been. We know about Rayola. So these guys appear to be coming with like this – they got this library. Right. Now, is – and that may be partly because they're going to cast. It's in addition to casting a completely new vision, right? Because there aren't anybody with any ties to the university. And so maybe that's a good thing, right? Where 
Sure, we can. Because what I've always said is, it's cool to understand the history. Just don't be held captive by it. Let's let's move the ball forward. And with all these new, fresh sets of eyes, and it appears to be a very tight knit group. It's almost kind of mafia like, right? I mean, they've got their guys. A <laughs> little bit. So, so, and that may be maybe that's the blend that we were kind of missing. Not not succumbing to what was and incapable of moving forward, but understanding mm-hmm. what once was and then moving the ball forward. Good way forward. to put it. They didn't live it, but they're getting ingrained yeah. into it. Just, just to know. I mean, we heard Coach White. What are you talking about? Well, I'm going to talk to some guys about the black tur- shirt tradition. And I was like, oh, boy. Careful who you talk to because if it was post-06, you're going to get some different answers. <laughs> if it was if it was pre-04, you're going to get the same answer. So, I, you know, it's just like it's it's cool to understand the history and, and want a certain benchmark and a starting point. But you've got to be able to put your own stamp on it. So maybe that's what they're after. Yeah, alignment was like the key thing that I took away. Zero question. From this. Zero and question. It's the best way to describe rules. Staff, everyone is on the same page. No matter what is said, it's all different. Oh, he's the it, leader. But it comes back to one road. Yeah. They aren't off doing their own things. Everybody knows what everybody's doing, which is why the mafia-like example that you provided was like, hmm. Uh, I mean, and everybody I, knows I everybody, right? They, they've all been with each other at some point and in their former lives. they all have each other six. Yeah. I Every got your six. One of them. That, is, that is a great line, young man. I know it's a military term, but it is one of the, it is one of the deals on our – on our cultural roadmap at Westside. Oh, you have quotes behind you like Deion Sanders has I got, all his I got quotes behind six. him in every video? Yeah. If I tell you what, if they're remotely competent, he may be dangerous, though. <laughs> you can get guys to play together. That is true. That is, that's very true. Now, we'll talk to Jeff Campbell in just a few minutes. Lincoln East, head coach. He's a part of our high school coaches corner. Is he a teacher? So that's yeah. why we're talking to him about 7 Early. 10 He's got to work. He's got to go to work. To work. Uh, we'll also uh, get reactions from you regarding Kevin Warren leaving the Big Ten for the NFL. And if you liked it, if you disliked it, tell us if you like Kevin Warren. Tell us if you dislike Kevin I'd Warren. I'd like to know why. Sam, Sam had a pretty good piece that he put out yesterday outlining some pros and cons. And I mean, it's interesting. I think the immediate knee-jerk thing is, ah, good riddance. And I'm like, this seems kind of short-sighted. We talked a lot about that on Morning Dump yesterday. If you missed that episode, you can go back and listen, but also bring your thoughts um, whenever throughout the show, 888-638-4876. You can play trivia against DB at 745, so get, get versed up. Start reading because DB doesn't know the questions, and neither do you. At 8, uh, we'll talk. Well, you gave Kendall all the – the yeah, he had the crowd. He had the crowd help. Yeah. I mean, my man that was like the to- that was the real MC in me, right? Yeah. Because normally I'd be like, "Hey, it's just you and me." Like you don't let the the people yeah. in the seats tell you what's up. But when I MC hockey hey. games, which I will tonight, uh, are, you gonna, are, are you going to make some noise? Duluth. I will make some noise. Make some let's noise. let's make some noise. <laughs> you got to get to a game so you can actually hear it in the flesh. Yeah. Um. So I'll be out there. Come join us. But I let the crowd help out the contestant. So. In that case, first Benning, uh, breakfast with Benning. That's why I got my coffee got my, and cream. That's why I got my tail kicked. Yeah, yeah, I got. He smacked. had the advantage. Yeah, I got smacked. He pretty, absolutely pretty, had pretty, the advantage. Pretty good. But you know what? We're back. You're back in the seat. You're like the chase, like the, the back, chaser, or back, the chase back seat. with a vengeance. No, you're the chaser. 
Yeah, I'm 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 chase, I'm doing the chasing. You're like that big uh, English guy, whoever he was before Ken Jennings and everybody else took over for that show. <laughs> well, what what's his name? The Beast. You're the Beast. <laughs> nice analogy. <laughs> we'll uh, speak with Dave Starman at 8:30. Talk we'll a little talk hockey. Hockey with him, and we'll talk about the upcoming matchup between Duluth and Omaha because he's in town to call that game. It's a nationally televised game. First one for the Mavericks this year. Let's go. And then Mike Sauter, of course, to round out the show like we do every Friday. So we have a a lot in store for you. Uh, But I want to get back to our thoughts here on Evan Cooper and EJ Barthel before we get to Campbell. We'll continue that conversation, too, afterward. But Evan Cooper's a bro. That's like what I gauged. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I felt like your text to me was interesting. Kind of outlining the impact he had right. on you. Well, because I, I sat there and I'm like, he's not like captivating me in any sort of like energy type of way, but take it a different direction. And what he did captivate me in was like just his voice, right? You know how you go to bed sometimes and, and you're just listening to like uh, the soothe sounding voice of, of, of something or someone and that helps you sleep. Like that's Evan Cooper for me. It, it got me into this trance and then I, I couldn't take my eyes off of what he was saying because his delivery was so good. And I texted you and I said, he reminds me of you. Yeah, you he reminds said- me of somebody that is, is not overly loud but comes across as very smart. His delivery is always good and he is somebody that if you... If he, he's a player, right, because he used to play, but he still speaks like a player. So if you heard Casey Thompson at the podium last year, you get a lot of that in a guy like Coop. Hey, was, this, was, this, uh, was this ominous foreshadowing? He says, DB, I'm, li- I'm listening to Evan Cooper talk right now. Uh, and I say I don't – if he does let – let, let me skip to the, to the bulk of it. <laughs> he's a dude. Caleb, or any recruit really, will latch on quickly. The way he delivers his message is exactly like a player. Like-mindedness goes a long way with relationships. And we got home and Caleb wasn't in the mood because they had just taken a big fat Right, and, and I figured nobody and was. I, and I, like, and I, said, I said, Lob, truth or dare? Caleb said, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I told you he liked Coop. You know, yeah. they, they got into the well, – and the the, the J.C. Horn was, discussion, and you that know, was a big one too. He brings K- up NFL K- K- things. Caleb is a is a is a huge Carolina Panthers guy, and we'll so. continue this conversation in a few moments. But I want to get to coach here, Jeff Campbell he's, on the. He's got to go to work. He has to work, so I want to put him to work now <laughs> and answer some questions with us. Lincoln East head coach Jeff Campbell with us. Jeff, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Okay, Co- Death taxes and talking to a top ten ranked coach Campbell bunch, man. Did that uh, man? <laughs> Just consistent as the day is long, man. How's the new year going for you? Uh, so far, it's going. It's going all right. Coach, it's interesting, right? You got the big one tomorrow. You got past Carney. Just the two losses, I believe by a total of five points. <laughs> like, when you're looking at kind of the start to this season, is this about what you envisioned? Uh, we were... Uh, kind of unsure on how the beginning of the season go for us. Um, we looked at our schedule early on, and there were a lot of top teams that, you know, traditionally year in, year out, play really well. So, you know, going into the six games or so before Christmas, um, you know, we're kind of unsure how, how things were going to go. 
Coach, the competition in Lincoln has been fierce yeah. this year. I mean, everybody's good all at once, and, and which is what you want, right? It, it makes for a strong competition, shows that every school has a group of special players. But speak to your group in particular, though. What makes them so fun to coach? Um, our guys right now are doing a really good job kind of playing for each other and with each other. Uh, they're friends off the court, friends on the court. And so I think with the chemistry that they have, they've been moving the ball pretty well. They've been finding each other. They've been rotating on defense. And, you know, truly I do think that they, they care for each other, and that makes a big difference. You can see that uh, in the way that they play. Coach, I, I always say I kind of liken what you do because I see you in the summer, right? You, you coach on on the summer circuit, and one of the really good high school coaches too. So you you have a lot of of information. You see lots of different kids all the time that you ultimately play against. Is that part of? And that's a lot of the guys in Lincoln, right? Is that part of what makes that round robin? so competitive where, you know, a North Star can get a Lincoln High, a Lincoln High can, you know, struggle with a South, or, or just kind of the familiarity with the talent in the capital city? Oh, definitely. No, I think that that's part of it. Um, I mean, Lincoln, and Lincoln, if you're a high school basketball player, you know all the other high school basketball players yep. in the city. Um, you work out with them. Some people train together. Um, and so there's definitely familiarity coaches move from staff to staff a little bit and you know so they bring knowledge of different teams with them and so yeah no definitely the familiarity i do think makes it uh makes it very competitive how about for you i mean how have you learned to play nice being a aau coach <laughs> and a high school coach well two, two totally different things uh the, the the summer stuff i do is for recently has been for you know, sixth, seventh grade, things like that. So that's a uh, totally different ball game there. <laughs> East Coast stays out of the fray. That is so Coach Campbell. Let me talk about two of your guys, uh, and I love them for different reasons. Carter Templemeyer, just because he's so unselfish and getting a chance to watch him all the time, whether it's with you or, or Coach Padilla Dilla in the summer. And then Carter Mick, who may be one of my more favorite multi-sport athletes, guys that lay it on the line – and it's a it's a Lincoln East thing. Like you can tell, like those guys are program guys, and it helps when you can coach some of your best players really hard like that. Yeah, no, both those guys. It's it's been fun watching them kind of develop and evolve uh, from year to year. Um, last year, Carson Meyer probably was a little bit more of just a spot up shooter, and we had some quick guards who could get some paint and kick out to him and. This year, he's really evolved into being very efficient as a scorer, uh, not wasting dribbles, not wasting movements, um, being able to get to the paint and be a, be really strong around the rim. And so, yeah, he's he's definitely worked hard in the off season to develop his skills, and he's he's done a nice job with that. Um, Carter Mick is ever evolving. Uh, yeah. He's last year would maybe get in for about five to ten minutes a game. Uh, and this year he's logging some big, big minutes. And, you know, even from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, you know, we're seeing an improvement in his skill level where he's not just a shooter. He's coming to slasher, um, finishing with both hands, and, and really doing a nice job. 
You spoke individually about those two, Coach, but how do they complement each other on the floor? And even maybe how do they complement the rest of the team out there? Oh, I think that all the guys that we have on the floor, I think, are doing a good job of figuring out who's hot at certain times throughout the game, and they get the ball to that person. Mm. Uh, last night, uh, Connor Hamilton had a great game, and we kept finding him. He's opportunistic. You know, the other four guys on the floor knew that you know he was he was hitting shots, and so the ball just kind of finds and moves that guy to that guy all the time, and so that's just kind of a credit to kind of our kids as as players and as teammates. Coach, you you kind of, you kind of loosely referenced the high school players and linking, knowing one another, and training with one another. Uh, it's no coincidence with the facilities that have popped up in Lincoln over the past four or five years. You've got some tremendous trainers uh, where they really work skill sets uh, out of season in Lincoln. Uh, no surprise that the level of play has risen with more opportunities to just stay in gyms? Uh, I think, I mean, as, as Lincoln grows and as youth sports and these facilities continue to pop up, it just gives kids more opportunities to, to develop. Um, and I think that we're, we're seeing some of that right now that's going to be helping. Uh, I really think that the, the senior class around Lincoln this year is just really good. If you go up and down the rosters of most of the teams, you know, the seniors are, are people who are carrying heavy loads. Uh, and it just tributes to that particular class as well. Coach, your schedule doesn't get any easier. Mm. Four out of the next five games are against ranked opponents. You have Millard North first. What's your approach for a stretch like this? Well, we were just talking yesterday in practice. I think we have seven games in the next 17 days. And five of them are going to be, or six of them are going to be against teams that right now have winning records. Um, It's just about trying to find ways to to stay fresh and keep our kids engaged, you know, make every game as important as the game before, no matter who the opponent is, and not look too far ahead and just kind of focus on the now and who's, who's the next team up. Coach, it's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a high school right now, and there's, there's two or three that are in this situation. Played last night, then won't play again for almost another full week. You guys are going to cram seven and 17. I think three of those are Lincoln schools. You got Millard North. I think you're on the road at Grand Island. Uh, you, and I'm not sure if South, Elkhorn South is at home or not. I think it's at their place. But do you like the way that the schedule breaks down post the moratorium, the hack tournament? It, is it, does it kind of fit what you want to do from a coaching standpoint? Uh, this year is very a lot of variety in our schedule, I suppose. Um, I mean, we don't have traditional weeks where you play Friday, Saturday like it used to be. A lot more during the week games on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I'm not sure my opinion on that yet. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to <laughs> through it uh, and kind of see what, uh, what happens. But it definitely makes you have to adjust as far as practice plan, how we can save the kids' legs, um, you know, different things like that. But if you ask the kids, I'm sure they love it because – when kids want to play more games and practice less, so they're, they're all about it. Speaking with Jeff Campbell, Lincoln East High School boys basketball head coach. Coach, uh, last one from me, and then I'll let DB fire one away, but uh, we're just about halfway through the season, right? From the start of the year until now, if you could attribute one trait to this group 
that's been leading to the overall success of the team, what would it be? Uh, I think for the most part, the trait would be that they're, they're staying engaged. Uh, they're trying, you know, get, uh, practice in, practice out, game in, game out, to bring energy. And, and as long as we can continue that, I think that keeps us competitive and keeps us giving opportunity to be successful. Coach, hey, let me get you out of here on this one. Tomorrow you got a big one we've referenced it against Miller North. Uh, you know, Mosser can shoot it. Eli's off the dribble. Rollins really emerging. When you look at kind of what they bring to the table, I know you guys always like playing against the Metro, I think, and, and you'll embrace that challenge. What what do you see in the scouting report that makes this one interesting? Oh, I think that I mean, they have a lot of guys who do a lot of good things. Um, it's it's going to be a tough test. Uh, we definitely <laughs> – are going on the road for most of our for the games that uh, against uh, the top level teams in the, around the state this year. So going into the Miller North, I mean, we're just going to definitely be focused in possession by possession, firing possessions. You know, see if we can see if we can pull that one off. Coach, good luck the rest of the way. Thanks for joining us on the show. And uh, now get back to work, Coach Class yeah, You know, I thank the world of you. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Thank you guys. Thanks, Thanks Coach. That's Jeff Campbell, Lincoln East High School. Boys basketball head coach, and uh, boy, have they been phenomenal this year. Uh, how competitive is that city? I, I mean, normally you look at Omaha and you're like, wow, uh, how competitive is that city? And now you're looking at Lincoln and you're like, uh, well, yeah. um, there, there's uh, some, some level-headedness now between the two. They're both kind of up there. How smart does Kevin Suits look reserving judgment, not going all knee-jerk yeah, after great, the hack tournament? Great bring back. He said – let me see how these next two weeks goes. There's going to be a lot of Lincoln on Lincoln basketball being played. You would have to think, too, that some of those matchups have been circled on these boys' calendar for a while. Uh, and it would be hard for me as a coach to kind of like take that idea out of their head because you don't want to just skip over Millard North. You don't want to skip over Grand Island if you're Lincoln East yeah. just to get to Southwest, Southeast, whoever it is. But – you know for a fact that these kids are like, uh, these, are, these are the games we want most. Yeah, most. and I, I, like, I kind of like their busy schedule. There are a couple of these high schools. I, I think Gretna plays Bellevue West next week. That's their next game. Westside doesn't play for a week. There's probably three or four schools that are going to have four or five days off. And I'm thinking, let's play. Now I'm going to embrace it, right? I don't have mm-hmm. a game to go to, which means I'll probably watch, watch. I'll watch Wahoo and Platteview. Tonight for sure, be a but good one. weekend, heal up. I may not leave the house. You wonder if time two is good for this West Side team, like just a, a little bit of a break. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think. Uh, well, there I got lots of thoughts on those guys. Just well, being close to this, being close to the situation. But I think for them, it's a group. There's three things. Number one, they're still kind of growing, learning to play together. I think number two. Uh, they got to command maximum effort all the time. It's 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 not a team that's always going to come out and shoot the basketball well. So they have to do the little things, um, and I think they have to get a little more defensive minded. Right, their offense has struggled. So you're like, well, DB, it's not like they're giving up a ton of points. But if you're in a grimy game where you're not getting buckets, that mentality has to kind of take over. And then the other thing is, I think offensively, they they maybe have to change the way that they play a little bit because it's so. Dribble, it's 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 drive kick, and it's they don't 
shooting has not been their mm-hmm. thing right now. So I think you know, they got to where they're standing on the floor. It seems like that's what they a want lot of to spacing. Do. And and I get his concepts too, right? It's it's made to create for you know a guy to 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 mm-hmm. get downhill to 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 be able to maybe do make some a things. back cut, get to the rim. But but maybe kind of make it more of a guards right. game for them. Hey, our poll question of the day with Warren headed back to the NFL. Who out of these candidates would make for a good replacement? Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner. Gene Smith, Ohio State's AD. Kerry Kenny, Big Ten executive or none of the above. But you got to comment below. You can't just pick none of the above and then not tell me who you think should be the next (laughs) commissioner of the Big Ten. Get into that more next, and we'll also talk more Barthel and Coop. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, back with you on Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. We are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Catch us on 590 ESPN Omaha, 1480 ESPN Lincoln, live on Twitter, live on YouTube. Catch us wherever because we're having fun, and we love having fun with you throughout the show. 888-638-4876 for your thoughts at any point. Give us a call. We'll take them uh, when we can, and uh, we, we enjoy hearing alternate perspectives. We talk about that all the time. And uh, do, we like, do we like an interactive show? I think so. How, how I just tried to rhyme with show there. I don't, know, I don't know if I really did that with so. My main man, Channel 3 Sean, he says, the only thing – uh, I'm a little concerned about with these new coaches, and now this is interesting. This is why I'm reading this to you because mm-hmm. I want to get your, I want to get your, your thoughts. O U, I'm here. G H T S. Channel Three. Sean says the only thing I'm a little concerned with these new coaches is it doesn't seem genuine, meaning. They read about Nebraska, so they know what to say and how to say it, but I'm not 100% sure they're all in on it. Like, they're doing it for mm-hmm. their job. Do you need to be all in on Nebraska, though, to be successful at Nebraska? Like, take, take out the fact that you grew up here, right? Me, just not, in not general. Just you, just yeah, in just in general. general. Just okay. in general. Okay. Take out the fact that you grew up here. Mm-hmm. If you grew up in a different state – wouldn't you have to read about Nebraska in order to talk about Nebraska? Yes. And so it, it, to back the coaches up here, it, it's, a great, it's, it's great for me because I'm the perfect example. I didn't grow up a Nebraska fan, but because I read about the history, I can't speak about the Huskers in either a good way or a bad way because I, I wasn't like one yeah, with he, the state. So, so let me – let me play devil's advocate here just to go the other way because you know I'm team EJ, right? Right. Bar- Barthel. I did find it interesting that he used the term IBAC as opposed to right running away. backs because there's this thing. This is like pre-U, way pre-U. I'm talking like 70s. 80s. Yeah, 70s into the 80s into the 90s where there was this back and forth on why Nebraska called their running backs I-backs and not running backs. And it was because we were in the I formation. So I'm like, that seems really timely. Or maybe he was messing with us just to say, kind of like sat with the fullback, 
right tight end thing right because i think when you put it in context to what everybody else is because i think that is completely different and it's kind of because i'm getting to know coach foley i think that is completely different than like going to grand island and spending time with the Folts, right like Mm -hmm. that's pretty amazing so i i kind of get it right are they just is it is it too coincidental that they're hitting all the buzzwords with tight ends and fullbacks and and eye backs, right? Because that's it's it's almost like they're trying to be well liked, right? and, and, and and that's maybe that's early because I I ultimately right. think though AR I don't think they'll they'll really. They'll care, but they won't care. So far, coach. But maybe poking fun's a good thing. Yeah, too. that's that, and maybe that's what. But I do think there's a level of sincerity, though. I just but I don't wouldn't take that as not being genuine. Yeah. So, so far, again, and I don't know what this means in wins and losses, but so far, coach, and I said this a couple weeks ago. I'm gonna say it again. He does not strike me as the type of person that leaves much to chance. So if there's homework to do, I think I think he requires that it be done. That's kind of the way that I land with And that's basically the message both coaches said yesterday. It's it seems like it. They they were on the point of, "Hey, you know what Matt Rule says goes." Like he's almost Jesus Christ oh, for that program. You you can tell he's boss. I mean, you 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 can definitely tell. And I don't have any I don't have any problems with that. See, like, so right away, just now on Twitter, Husker Top Plays tweets out a run play. EJ Barthel, hashtag pound the rock. <laughs> right? Like, Which is what he said about four times. I think they – I think – and I get Channel 3, Sean, because he's kind of a historian. He's a, he's a, he's a long – he's got a long Rolodex – been a fan for a while there's i think his sphere of influence he's a historian so he may feel uneasy and because this he's not the first one to say this like this was going on in our group chat or our group text last night like are there buzzwords are they met the question what one of my guys said are they messing with us and i was like well i don't i don't think so because i think it's like i think they honestly believe they can get back there Dude, I just think they're just being Bereans, right? They're just doing their own. They're just doing their own homework, right? And what's wrong with doing homework, right? Because but, you don't but, have but, to but it is, but it, but it is, it is, it is interesting or though. Want it or what, desire it? What did what did we all take a run with the other day from Coach Set? He said a lot of other things other than fullback or tight end. But right. That's all we really gravitated towards, right? And you know, yesterday. Well, because it's one of those whoa, like that. That's not how college football's evolving and you want to go back to to fullback yeah like whoa i mean you're you're seeing wide receiver guys from sc in the transfer portal going to wisconsin did you have to give that a double take cj wilson going from usc to wisconsin it's like i think this is 2023 right it's just and and so you know maybe nebraska style of play because i don't know what they're ultimately going to do i have to see it right i know what the words say but they got to get inside and 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 see what they're they're telling. And the big is. thing about EJ Barthel is he's a learner. That that's him. I just like him, so I and think I lack. Well, I, your man crushed Barthel. Mine's to Coop. Like, I, I thought it was funny that I both li- of them took the podium at the same time. See, I like Coop. 
and I but I only talk to him a little bit because I have to be careful. The relationship that they have with my mm-hmm. son needs, to, to, needs to be and has to be different than the relationship that I have with them. So Coop had him for a, a good chunk of the time. They're just shooting a breeze or playing bags or whatever they're doing, talking Carolina. I don't want to be that guy. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going some, you know. You know I'm, Coop's a young you. Like I said that in the opener. I'll say it again. I don't know. What you're about. He does like to watch the film. The way you talk. He does like to watch the film. The way you coach. That's him. So, And I told I, you right I away I liked it. I a little bit last night <laughs> that, hey, like don't get, don't get CB close to Coop because he's going to latch on like he latched on to you as a dad. Yeah, he's, because he, you guys think and act the same. He, uh, they, so, you know, but I do like EJ, Coach Bartha was one of the guys immediately that I wanted to read up on. Mm-hmm. Right, and I asked my guys in the college coaching search business. They provided a little background. I looked at the kind of guys that he coaches. What did you say about – you said this about me, I think, off air, about what I gravitate towards in terms of running backs. You said you seem remember. like the guy that likes – it's not the running backs, the oh, guys oh, – You like the guys that are, um, that are, are the ones that get overlooked. Yeah. You, you like – you like the story, like the underdog story, more than you like. Hey, this is Bijan Robinson. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's even, gonna be great. Yeah, even though I do but, love Bijan right. Robinson, and, and I you can love. Those I, guys, do gra- but you I do. I do. I do kind of gravitate more towards those to guys, the ones right? that are forgotten, right? Like Ladanian Tomlinson mm-hmm. or or Marshall Falk. And I'm not saying who that they're we not talking good. about. We were talking about two lanes running back. Yeah, listen, Spears is the deal. But he was somebody that yeah. nobody looked at. Yeah, Spears is the real deal. Right. And you're like, ah, you like random. And I just – because I think running backs, it's, it's hard to find. But I, I say all that because – and listen, I don't I, – when I was listening to Coach Barthel's presser, I, and I know he got emotional. I, can't, I wasn't watching. I was listening mm-hmm. through my phone and the Bluetooth in the truck. So I couldn't see expressions. To, but, but I'm not gauging people's emotion in real time because – there's times depending on what you ask me and when the timing I may have to give myself pause and it could be over something that you think is fairly innocuous or or not that big of a deal right but it could be something that I that I think of right so I mean as he's kind of watching those guys and he's lamenting over how they ran the ball maybe he's thinking about how you know leaving those guys or well, he's How far corner. they've come. See, that's his person. That's uh, listen, I don't I don't know him. I'm not saying that's what I think his personality is. But but think about what I we've think he's a guy Bartle. that yeah. He he's not afraid to take detours or a few detours to get to where he ultimately wants to be. Like he took an Remember FCS when I carved through point. his resume? Yeah. And the guys that he recruited. Like I tried to do I, Think about how that translates to coaching too. How if you're not afraid to take detours, he's not afraid to go out and grab the guy I, that is I, that is not overly loved. I just don't think you can win at Nebraska without being. You got to be a grinder. Mm-hmm. He's so a Long the, Island iced tea. So the more those guys stop mixing drinks, well, he'll implement a, a little, little bit of all his little, coaching a experience. Little, a little over, straight up, like was, an actual Long Island you. iced tea. Yeah, I just think you got to be a grinder if you want to win here. Hey, let's play some trivia next. and Crane with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio.
Hey, we are back on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. It's Coffee and Cream, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Thanks for joining us, 888-638-4876, if you'd like to get involved in the show or want to play trivia against DB, because if we don't get a call in one minute, it's going to be Shane. And I think, like I've said before, I think this is a strategy by our listeners so that they can hear more of Shane. Shane is great. Hey, Shane, have we said good morning to you yet, big guy? Good morning. Hey, do you have some thoughts on Kevin Warren? On Kevin Warren? Yeah. Do you, is, is it too short of a window to have a legacy? Four years? I said this yesterday. I'll say it again. I think right now it's too soon to say because we don't know if what he implemented has worked. Hashtag too soon. Hey, will you need an interim commish? Is it? Will we need an interim commish? Will, will Big Jim, will Jim Delaney, Come over and say, hey, you know what? I'll hold it I'll down for in. you guys while you find your commissioner. <sighs> do, Shane, do they? Yeah, you have thoughts, man. I know you, you think very deeply. I'm totally is putting him fit? on the spot. Is he a good fit for the Bears? Who, Kevin Warren? Yeah. I think so. Look, says the Bears fan. What? I would say that if I was a Packers fan. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, there's some hope there, too. I think you could have somebody step in as an interim. I, you need that, that sort of boss structure. I hope and I pray that I make it But someday. I also think that Kevin Warren was thinking about leaving for how long now? Like, has it been close to two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, I think the rumors are about three weeks old. So you would think that they've been in communication with some people that if they don't go the interim route, they're going to have somebody right away. And, and remember, the NFL made a statement. Hey, we have our execs that are courted all the time. Kevin Moore, Kev, a lot of people have inquired about mm-hmm. Kevin Warren. I was like, whoa. But the NFL knowing that... Uh, or the Big Ten, I should say, knowing that they're coming after the NFL is coming after their guy. I think Jim Phillips is a is a great um, move, a direction to go to. Well, I don't think he can just. I think you have to have some there's some logistics you have to mm-hmm. take care of. People thought he should have been the Big Ten commissioner three years ago before Kevin Warren got it. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, man. So, why not now? Well, we'll play the game. We'll get to Kevin <laughs> Warren at the 8 o'clock hour. But what I would tell you is, and I was just reading the comments online. with, with Sam, Sam's. I thought Sam's article was pretty fair. Um, but he, Nebraska fans, I just don't think, and I think they're okay with not getting over it. I, I do. Like, I think, hey, we know it, it seems kind of petty to not – forgive the the pandemic where parents are actually suing the league but we know it and we embrace it and that's mm-hmm. fine we'll, we'll holler at you later I, I really think they're okay with that like you ever have those moments where you're like yeah I know I was I was that was super petty and I'd probably do it again but I know it wasn't right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think the fan base is okay with it. Well, the reaction was, was warranted. It was fine. Oh, warranted. and it was so heated. Warranted. It was so heated. Which is fine, but people just didn't know how to handle Well, when we time. were already angry. You know what I mean? Right. We were uncomfortable, and we couldn't go anywhere. And, and you take uh, away the sport that people are just waiting for. I mean, and it was, yeah, that was wild. Mm-hmm. Oh, old, old wounds die hard. Let's kick you out. We'll see you in like 
three minutes. Goodbye. Headset off. Shane, you ready to play? What are we playing here again? We're playing dog eat dog versus DB. It's you against him. You get answer choices. DB does not. However, he gets one Hail Mary. Can I play a sound effect for this? You, yeah, go ahead. Let me hear it. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that's in direction to DB. Can you play some music? Can I play another sound effect to me playing? <laughs> hey, that's Wednesday. That's yeah, what, about, what about this one? Opa. All right, here we go. You ready? Okay, go for it. All right, question number <laughs> – excuse me. Question number one. Hey, the Heat set an NBA record by making all 40 of their free throws earlier this week. The previous team to hold that record was the Utah Jazz. What city did the Jazz originate in? Was it San Diego, New Orleans, or Vancouver? Uh, New Orleans. Shane, question number two, rest in peace, 1979 Heisman Trophy winner Charles White, right. who passed away Wednesday. He was a part of a large running back class to win the Heisman Trophy from 1972 to 1983 before Doug Flutie cut into that position group in 1984. Who was the last running back to win it in 1983? Was it Herschel Walker, Mike Rozier, or Bo Jackson? Rozier. And question number three, which current NFL playoff team has made the most appearances in the playoffs? Is it the Dallas Cowboys, the Minnesota Vikings, or the New York Giants? Cowboys. And the tiebreaker question, Shaner. James Harden currently holds the record for most free throws made without a miss in a game. What's that number? Repeat that once more. James Harden currently holds the record for most free throws made without a miss in a game. What's that number? God, I don't know. 13? 13. All right. Let's welcome back DB. Where's he at? How do we flag down DB? We can't see him through the doors. Whoa. Will that work? Whoa. Will the monkey scream work? Whoa. Let's not. Whoa. I'm trying to flag him down somehow. Oh Apparently he's not goodness. listening. I mean, just give him an eagle call or something. Headset off, Shaner. Headset off. Tap on the door. This was great when we had uh, the breakfast with Benning because we had people that could knock and tell DB to come back in. Uh, we do need to have some type of see-through slot, though, to, to bring him back. Okay, DB is here. Head nod. He, he's ready. He was studying up back there. I, I saw him pull out the textbook. Got a smile on his face. He's on his way. Shane, hey, I, I got to tell you, dude, uh, Shaner, not bad. He's pretty good. Not bad. I like I'd, I'd say pretty good in, indeed. You ready to play? I am ready to go. Shaner, give, hit me with the music again. Let's do it. DB. Andrew. The Heat set an NBA record by making all 40 of their free throws earlier this week. The previous team to hold that record was the Utah Jazz. What city did the Jazz originate in? New Orleans. Question number two. Rest in peace, 1979 Heisman Trophy winner Charles White, who passed away Wednesday. One he of was my a, dad's favorite players. He was a part of a large running back class to win the Heisman Trophy from 1972 to 1983 before Doug Flutie cut into that position group in 1984. 
Who was the last running back to win it in 1983? And don't forget, you still have a Hail Mary that you can use on either with, of With one questions. more question left? With one more question. Uh, give me the Hail Mary because I know this. Is it Herschel Walker, Mike Rozier, or Bo Jackson? <laughs> Mike Rozier. <laughs> question number three. Which current NFL playoff team has made the most appearances in the playoffs? Pardon? What current NFL team... NFL playoff team, I should say, excuse me, has made the most appearances in the playoffs. In the history of the NFL? In the history of the NFL. Fantastic question, Andrew. Hopefully you have a fantastic answer, DB. I'm thinking of the storied franchises. Wow, there was such a stretch where... Those Romo Cowboys weren't going to the playoffs. Um, Chiefs playing in early Super Bowls. I, tough. Chiefs Cowboys. I'll take the Dallas Cowboys. And tiebreaker question. James Harden currently holds the record for most free throws made without a miss in a game. What is that number? Uh... 17. 17. All right, Shaner, cut the music. Let's go through them, boys. So the Heat set an NBA record by making all 40 of their free throws earlier this week. The previous team to hold that record was the Utah Jazz. What city did the Jazz originate in? You both said Jazz. New Orleans. You both are correct. How did he know? He gets, he gets answer choices. Andy's a smart did you, guy. Did you use your Hail Mary for that one? I don't get a Hail Mary. He doesn't Mary. get Hail Mary. I don't know why, but whatever. <laughs> you get three answers. A Hail Mary should be a 50-50. Um, all right, question number two. Um, in regards to Heisman Trophy winner Charles White, who passed away Wednesday, he was a part of a large class that won for about 10, 11 years, 12 years, whatever that, uh, whatever, however those dates match up. The question was, though, who was the last running back to win it in 1983? You both said Mikey. You both are correct. I had to throw in a Nebraska answer choice. I yeah. haven't done that yet. Yeah. So I thought I'd I tried to throw you guys off. I Maybe talked, say Bo Jackson. Or I something. talked to him the other day. I don't. I would. So you know what I'd like to do? Because you're kind of savvy. You've done some TV, even though have a ton of experience. We need to set up an interview with you and Mike Rozier. <laughs> Let's do it one on one. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, I'll I, don't tackle it. I don't know if you can control Mike. I'll tackle it. I'll tackle it. <laughs> at one time, Mike did an interview from the sidelines during a spring game at Nebraska when I was doing BTN, and we had to kill the interview. <laughs> Good. Good. Hey, Mike, Mike, Mike's his own man. <laughs> let's get to these final ones before we wrap up the segment. Hey, which current NFL playoff team has made the most playoff appearances you both said the Dallas Cowboys. You both are correct. Tickle people, Brian, that's for you. Three for three. It goes to the tiebreaker. James Harden currently holds the record for most free throws made without a miss in a game. What is that number? Shane said 13. You said 17, DB. That number is 24. DB takes it home. I cannot lose to Shano. <laughs> All fun here on the show. We're going to talk more Big Ten football next. Coffee and cream on Hail Varsity Radio.
with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. You know, overall impressed, uh, truthfully. You know, I thought, you know, after after evaluating the tape and looking at some of the guys on, in the roster, um, familiar with some of them uh, other places, uh, you know, at Ramir at a high school. We got similar tracks. I coached at Burton Catholic High School, so I'm, I'm familiar with uh, Ramir and uh, just really excited about the group. You know, a lot of potential out there. Um, and, and how they run the football, and, and I, you know, I, you know, I'm excited to work with the whole group. Really, am. that's my man, Coach Barthel. I don't. I feel bad calling him EJ, even though he's significantly younger than me. I'm just going to say Coach because he's a guy that likes the running back room. He likes pounding the rock. He hashtag pounded the rock this morning, retweeting Husker top plays, which was a running play. This morning, which I like, but uh, and he appears to be a guy that likes collisions. If you don't like collisions, nice, nice. when you're pounding the rock, you better get yourself over to Dingman's Collision Center, family-owned and operated, which is a big deal to me because I am a family guy. That's why I like Andrew Rogers. We invited him into the family. Shane is my son. I've invited him into the, I've invited him into the family. Family owned and operated. It's local. Uh super technology too. So they have a lot of versatility and they've kind of morphed. It, it you know, I my one of my first cars was a Mazda 626. I went over to their location off of Saddle Creek when I was over on Grover I don't even, they don't even make Mazda 626s anymore. That's how long Dingman's has been in the game. They are so good at what they do. They work on all makes and models. You don't have a Mazda 626 probably, but if you do, they'd fix that. They could even hook your Tesla up. That's the kind of range for Man. days they have. Four locations throughout the metro area. Uh, they got a standalone mechanical shop, which is really convenient. It's practically Midtown now, which is 120th in Maple. Right. Say that out loud, but hey, man, it's a 25-minute town. Uh, there's a reason they've been voted first place in Best of Omaha for 18 years running. Uh, that family's created a monster. And, Shane, I'm not going to leave you out. <laughs> I'm not going to leave you out. I was originally introduced to Boyd. He's, he's like the Grand Poobah. Shane, on the other hand, has a th- an affinity. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. For Darcy. Oh, come on, Shane. So we're Team Dingman. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are Team Dingman. Hey, you mentioned Tesla, and it, it had me Better than a, a Tesla. I had me thinking about a TikTok I saw yesterday. About, you know hey, which, you know what? To heck with you and your TikToks. <laughs> I am not a TikTok guy. <laughs> oh, obviously. <laughs> Sasha's over here chuckling. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Um, you know the trend about people biting into those Japanese candies? Like nope. those jellies? Nope. They, it's like this big plastic, uh, sh- like grape shaped candy. Okay. Say that was the flavor. It's a trend? Yeah. Like you I've, bite I, into we, it. We have a show friend, Asian Wyatt, but I don't know. Does that count? Can I ask him about the Japanese Maybe. candy? I don't know. I just, I, I think it's Japanese. I, that's what Ashley told me. And, um, <laughs> Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> and you bite into it, uh-huh. and it's supposed to, like, spew into your mouth. Like, if people are doing it the wrong way. Like, of course, TikTok doing things the wrong way. Um, yeah, so far, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, doesn't sound like anything I'd be interested in. <laughs> no, and she's like, Andrew, you should try this. You should. I'm like, no, I don't want anything shooting into the back of my throat. I'm like, no, I don't need that. And you're saying this to your fiance. I'm saying this to my fiance. And, uh, um, yeah, I'd minimize that if I were you. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just telling you how the conversation I, 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 Like, went. just move the ball forward, <laughs> kind of like Coach Barthel, right? Like, I, I don't suggest if hint this early. Let it play out. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. What? No, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking out for you. Oh, thanks, thanks. And uh, I, I watched a girl... Like she, she was like emptying her purse contents. Ashley, actually, I guess Ashley was watching it, and I'm like, peering was it like Donna, over her shoulder. Donna, Karen? What kind of purse? Was it Gucci, Fendi? I don't remember. She just dumped all the contents of her purse out, and I'm like, five well, that below. Seems very insufficient. Coles. Um, I don't know. She was driving a Tesla though, so I, I'm assuming it had to be a nice brand of purse. And Whatever she did the, the she is. did the candy, and it shot out the other way instead of uh, into her mouth, yeah. and it went all over her steering wheel. Yeah. See. I- you can't even eat in my vehicle. And it's not that it's sweet, but I'm just not a fan of that. Zoe sneezed in the back seat last night, and it was just one of those Clorox that, wipe, Clorox that wipe. sounded like it was... Snotty? Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> and Micah, who was sitting next to me, just literally after school and I picked her up, knows where the wet, the, the Kleenex things are. And he acts like he's scrambling, and it's dark because we're driving to the game. I'm like, get your sister a wipe ASAP, please. <laughs> Dude, I had the shakes, right? I Nobody wants snot in their backseat. No, but no it, big deal. Four-year-old or not. Mean, you signed up for that. No, man, I'm telling you. It, no, there are certain things. No. Do you think, will you be the type of parent of, the Lord blesses you with kiddos. Will you eat after your kids? How, like if they're super The young? remainder of their foods? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. See? Not me. I mean, especially I, I because get, I've seen brown swagger left I, on. Dude, brown swagger is the jam. Not me. Not me. Mm-mm. Right. Some nice slice brown swagger with a slice of cheddar? Uh, I'm just Mustard? Saying, Mm-mm. Not what do you me. have against Braunschweiger? It's not, it's not for me. Are you a little too, you too bougie? <laughs> no, I'm not just telling you. I don't like the taste. So we were eating at the breakfast table the other day, and Caleb had some leftover. Uh, we, I made him a homemade crunch wrap. He said, do you want the rest of this? And I looked at it. looked fantastic, right? I mean, I could see the, the stuff getting ready mm-hmm. to come out, and I'd use this thick-cut bacon. And then I looked at the curve. I know of the, you, of I the know bite. About. And I was like, nah, I'm good. See, <laughs> for me, I am I'm kind of a germaphobe. Like I would I would say in eighty percent of my life I'm a germaphobe. Like there are some things that I'm like, oh I'll blow on it and then um, you know, just You know that doesn't more. work, right? Yeah, I know. I know. But in my head it does. But there are other things to where like somebody's like the same way, like, hey, you want to finish this like this piece of pizza? Yeah. And I, and you know, the whole time I saw you eating, and I could see saliva just coming with the cheese. I'm like, eh, no, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm good. Hey, look at my man, Asian Wyatt. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Uh, all right. Should we get back into actual sports talk now? Yeah. So, because I have, I have, I have something that I want to run by you. So, um, we'll, we'll we'll start with Kevin Warren. And replacements for him. Because I mentioned the name Jim Phillips. Yesterday we mentioned the name Jim Smith. I even went... Gene. Gene, excuse me. Um, and I even went one step further to put the name Kerry Kenny on the list. I, I, so, uh, friend of the show, text in, and it simply says, Am I missing something by thinking it's not going to be 
Barry Alvarez. It's a good thought. That's a great thought. Actually. How'd we miss that, though? Uh, just because we were going with, like, the fresh guys. Is, but here's the th- This is what I want. And Barry's cool. Listen, Barry came to Lincoln a couple years ago. My man had on slacks, some Stacy Adams, no socks, a little V-neck. I mean, he was geared up. He looked sharp, right? I felt like, I'm like, man, if I cross this guy, I may end up in the back of a trunk, right? I mean, he just looked cool. But he's... Do you think he wants the job? Do you think he would be progressive enough? I just don't know if he'd want the job at his age. Oh, don't tell him that. Well, I'm not going to. I'm telling you that. Yeah, Barry's a G. Like, that's interesting, though. Because when we were reading off the, like, prerequisites, he checks a lot of the boxes. But is this a deal now? And I think this was in uh, Sam McEwen's article. Are you guys going? Where he said, (laughs) is this the time where you think outside of the box and maybe go politician slash media person? somebody else like without really the athlete athletic as my dad used to like to say athletic add a syllable be shane before shane kugler how many how many consonants does kevin have in his name (laughs) it's shane kevin kugler no syllables it's kugler kugler because he's Cooler than you. I'm like Shane. What do we talk anyway? Like, do we get outside the box? What what I what I miss here? How, what, hey what? hey, what was our guest's last name that did the Nebraska Illinois game for Fox? Kevin Kugler. See what KK. I mean? See what I mean? Uh, don't go one step further. Um, that's K two or K squared to you. Let's squared. Let's go to line one, Shaner. Um, Kevin Warren, talk here on Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio. Good morning. You can hear me? Yeah, yep, we got gotcha. you. Yep, we got you. What's going on, DB? Jay, what's up, buddy? I'm chilling, man. Wait, welcome to the good hey, side. I see that now. Even the guy answering the phone is... Uh, <laughs> He's familiar. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, I was... Uh, my, my morning commute was a little weird. I got an echo. Is that my fault? Uh, uh, no, that seems to be a reoccurring issue. That that we're we're, okay. we're we're working on that as we're building radio here. Jay, what's up, buddy? It's good. We're good money. It's good money. Wow. my morning commute is complete now. You know what I mean? My man. I don't know where I've been. You know, I've been kind of lost in the in the wind listening to Sirius XM radio. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had no idea I had access to coffee and cream in the morning. <laughs> I'm the cream, by the way, man. I make it palpable. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> All, right. All right. So now that I've found you on the other station, uh, what I'll do is I want to weigh in on, on the Kevin Warren situation. Please. I think that, uh, for one, I guess I didn't follow close enough the situation between Husker fans and him during the pandemic, right? But uh obviously there you know during that time we politicized a lot of things that we were never supposed to politicize mm. so i'm gonna give him a pass 
on, you know, the polarizing position that people had to take in that time without trying to shake it all back up. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm with you. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll give him a, I'll give the Husker fans a pass and I'll give him a pass. But I will say when it comes to business moves and, you know, at least the business moves that we can see from our point of view, you know, the brother did a lot, right? He put the Big Ten in the position to where, you know, they are as far as contracts is concerned, the way the main, the way we see it, that the Big Ten is, you know, up there, way up there in respect to that. Uh, like, I think the only reason why your SEC teams um, could even, you know, scratch at what the Big Ten uh, conference is going to make over the next several years is because of their relationship with ESPN. Uh, I also believe that he put uh, the Big Ten – in a position to be able to fight that fight. Uh, he felt as if his product, which is a very, that's why, again, business-wise, you got respect, brother. He felt like his product was bold enough to say, well, then we don't have to be directly connected with the mothership or ESPN. We can create another venue or another avenue for sports lovers to, to see sports at a high-quality, high level with Apple and, you know, CBS and all those other uh, platforms. So, you cannot knock the man for his business acumen and his ability to build relationships. Uh, I've never seen any other commish at more games, right? Because bro would be at games, like, yeah. in, like yeah, that's a real thing. So again, dude, he, he got he got a shout out from LeBron last night in the press conference. Yeah, I'm saying like he did his job. You know what I'm saying? So like. The next step for him to go to Chicago Bears, I felt like that's the, just the part that's controversial. Is why would he leave this job to go to the Bears? Mm. So I want maybe y'all can help me understand how this is a promotion and not a demo from going to running an entire league, which you know literally in college football was at the top of his game, to go to the Chicago Bears, where you know this the franchise over the last ten to twenty years has been you know. Mediocre to hey. struggle. Hey, that's hey, that's hey. my listen. That's Drew Down's team too. So get on him. Uh, no Jay. disrespect. No disrespect. <laughs> no, no, I'm no with disrespect. you. And hey. It's about it's about the it's about the front office, not the on the field. I'm right. just saying they went through a lot of coaches. They got a lot of weird picks. It's a lot going on. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? You're it's not wrong. You're not. So I'm saying, why would he take a demotion? Right, and I can't hear if y'all talking back to me because I can hear myself. So if y'all coming in, I don't know how to stop. I'm gonna work up now. It's love. Good to see you, B. Hey, appreciate it, Jay. Cream, be some French vanilla cream. Be some Irish cream. Don't <laughs> be no Raglan cream. I got French What's vanilla cream right now. Hey, th- thanks, love. Jay. Um, Shane, fix that, please. <laughs> please. Hey, um, no, he, he brought up some good points. Hey, there. he had one of the greatest calls of all time that I will try to find for you. Please. No. Please. It was – Shane, how long was it that It was not call? a great call. It was unbelievable. It was not unbelievable. It was like four no. minutes, and he just went off. Oh, that call. Yeah, that call was better. And I – Yeah, dig it up. Totally let Go it. into the archives, Shaner. Pull hey, that one out for me. So um, – it's funny, too. It's good to see him on Twitter. My man, Josh, he, he, remember when I told you I had to get talked into streaming and to get off of DirecTV, and I told you I had a guy yes. that was telling me for two years. <laughs> Josh, That's him? Yeah, Josh says. He said that he does not think that Alvarez would be a very good choice just because I don't think he thinks he's contemporary enough. So are we talking 
business acumen for the next guy or conference familiarity because the television yeah. deal is in mm-hmm. the media rights deal is in it's place so up. what's the next thing that you want him or her to be able to cast the vision for i still think you need you need some familiarity but it's it's more business than familiar for me I think if you get somebody that knows how to be in that spot, that knows how to communicate well with the teams and, and can keep progressing toward the future, because even though the TV rights deal is locked up, you still want to be progressive. You don't want to just – you don't want to get content with where you are because then you'll get overstepped. And so in regards to Barry Alvarez, not to say that he couldn't be good mm-hmm. because he has such great conference familiarity. I mean, he may be – the best choice if it came to just conference familiarity. But where we're at today, it, just, it doesn't seem like a job that would be set up well for him. It would almost be like, hey, that was the fan pick and not the right pick. Yeah, so it's interesting because I like Jay's approach, too, about giving a pass for things that were politicized that sh- shouldn't have been politicized. Because I think he hit the nail on the head. Man, I think that was like 60% of it. And I'm like, why can't we just be like frozen and let it go? Mm -hmm. Nice. But I just don't think people want to do that. Well, and, you know, on top of it all, it's like I said before. It's not like that's the only thing Kevin Warren did. No, I understand. Listen, I'm I'm understand. I I really like Sammy Mack's article um, because I felt like it gave different – I'm into promoting self-thought, right? Like, just don't believe it because somebody told you. Like, it gave you some pros and cons. And I know that some of those things were polarizing. And I even read in the comments, you know, a couple of folks, and maybe it's the vocal minority, I don't know. Typically, the empty can rattles the loudest. But there was a lot of, hey, good riddance not forgiving you for how the pandemic was handled. Maybe. And so when somebody's honest about that, like, I mean, what are you supposed to say? You just, you're not going to talk them into getting, they're just going to hold that against you. So I, I just don't know if you're rationalizing with, with folks that are taking that hard like of a anyone stance. Anyone in a position of power, you always gravitate toward the negative over the positive. What did they do wrong? Maybe. Everyone in, in a powerful position deals with that more than they deal with, hey, this is what I actually did that was good. Go ahead, Shane. Maybe Kevin just got to a point to where he he figured he accomplished everything that he could accomplish being with the Big Ten, and he needed another challenge. He needed uh, another place to be. He needed to do something else. I think think it was more he's just an NFL guy. Like he started, he he took his big time, like a big chunk of his time happened in the NFL, so he may just like being there. Plus – I can't imagine the stressors that he had to overcome in oh, this yeah. position. Maybe his new position it allows him one one team with a singular purses, purpose versus one conference mm-hmm. with sixteen different he, visions. He may just want an easier lifestyle, and that's why he wanted to move on after after this time. He left the Big Ten in good position, left it in Re- good. Remember hands. when he was once upon a time rumored to be commit the next commissioner? It doesn't seem like that long ago. But it's three years long enough to have a legacy. This is the second time you've brought that up on the show, and I still can't answer. I still don't know. It's hard. I feel like it's easier for me to say that Gale Sayers had enough good years 
the four really good ones for me to think mm-hmm. that he belongs in the GOAT discussion. I can come up with four. Four years? Okay, you get to four. We're having some speaks. Terrell Davis, you've now entered the discussion. Kind of. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I guess if you just ask me, and maybe I'm crazy. I think if you ask me, is the Big Ten in a better position pre or post him being here, they're in a better position now. 100%. 100%. So, so. Yeah, is that enough to leave a legacy? Well, did he not do a good job? I feel like there's, there's a Bernie Mac line in there. What do you want me to say? You're doing a good job. <laughs> oh, that is so inappropriate. Um, right? Like, what are you supposed to do? Right. And our poll question today was, with Warren headed back to the NFL, who out of these candidates would make for a good replacement? I'm going to get to the poll results now. Uh, Jim Phillips took home 31.3% of the votes. A third? Gene Smith, the Ohio State Athletic Director, took home 31.3% of the votes. Kerry Kenny, nobody really likes him, 3.1%. And then none of the above actually hit, 34.4% of the votes. So out of the grouping of our voters, and it's a small sample size, but more people said they don't like any opposed, oh, we just had some change. Now Jim Phillips is the leader as it updates. Uh, 20 more votes just came in. So, yeah, that quickly updated. Uh, my man Jay Rich, hockey dad. Hey, Alvarez is too old and independent. Uh, wow. So the text, like, so I'm just going to read you the manner in which the text was was. Am I, am I wrong for thinking Barry Alvarez is the next Big Ten commissioner? It's, that's, that's text to me as though that like should be like, the foregone conclusion, why, right? Why aren't we talking about this? Yeah. It's getting zero positive tread. Like I said, I think when you look at somebody that you want to progress something, you don't age it. But I'm not so sure that's how he thinks. And, and you know, you could be right. But hey, how do you get that? Job, it's, right? it's weird which side of ageism we want to be on, right? Nebraska staff's too young. We're mad about that. Barry Alvarez is too old. Right. It's like each job always has. Hey, what's hey, what's a, ideal? An average age that people want, but really it just comes down to the person themselves. And I say that all the time. Like you, you could be twenty-two years old and the smartest person in the room. You could be seventy-five and this seventy-six. I don't know how old Barry Alvarez is now. And be a ding dong. Um, and, and and be a great commissioner. Because you have so much experience. Because everything's set up, the landscape is there, Barry could come in and do a decent job, but how long is Barry staying? Maybe you want somebody that is, you know, mid-50s that can stay there for 10 years now and help really take that next step. Mm. Do you really want to keep recycling, or do you want to... I don't, but is this a job... Are you in this bad boy for the long haul? Well, we just kind of talked about how Kevin Warren may not have been because of the stressors that came with it. But he also had to deal with COVID. That is a completely different animal. Yeah. I mean, and you've got presidents and chancellors. Uh, you got TV execs. You have so many, quote, unquote, partners. Jay brought up another good point, though. He was awful visible. I mean, he seemed like he was everywhere. It's what you want out of a commissioner, though. You want, is it? You want to see him. Right? You want him to be a man of his people. I never thought about it until he said it, though, really. So was that on my – I don't know if that was on my checklist. But I like it now that he said it. It's nice to have that Secondary, not necessary. Dave Starman's next. 
Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. We're back on Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. About to talk some hockey with Dave Starman once he gets uh, call in, once he gets back on the line. I guess I should say he's in town to call the Omaha Minnesota Duluth hockey game tonight. If you want tickets, you can go to omavs.com to snag those tickets for the game. And you know, frankly, this is going to be a great matchup. So this is a, a an Omaha team that's coming off of a week break. Their last game was New Year's Eve against St. Lawrence, had a 5-2 win. But go back to when they played Duluth earlier on this year, Duluth 20th in the nation, uh, got a 3-2 win on the road and then lost 3-2 in overtime. This is a team that we talk about all the time being in rebuilding mode. Allegedly. They lost a ton of seniors last year and are not supposed to be competitive this season, let alone maybe next season too. But here they are beating teams that – people are writing them off on. Western Michigan, they won 7-6 and 3-1 back-to-back days in December. You win against Denver back in November, the number one team in the nation. You win against Duluth and lose in overtime once. You tie and get a shootout win against North Dakota in early November. If you split series against teams that are ranked in the NCHC, I don't care if you're losing twice to Colorado College. I mean, that seems to happen every year with this group. (laughs) But you're winning against the, the teams that it matters most, right? Yeah. The, the ones that can really impact your ranking throughout the season. Yeah, and, and the, the, you know, the big rankings will be coming up towards the end of the month where you want to take a look and see who's where to give you a good indication of what's going to happen in the postseason. And I think it's cool when you talk about how supposed to be, right? And it's always interesting when people use that term in sports. I hear it all the time supposed to and should and I cringe every time I hear those words because so many things would just happen on paper well such and such should want they should have won and I and I, it's usually you know you're going back and forth with fans and fan bases I'm like oh really is that how competitive sports works because it's a good thing that the the men and women that are actually participating in those sports don't subscribe to shoulds you would why play the game right <laughs> why play the game in cabs i think he's kind of warming up to us too because and i think it helps obviously having familiarity because he sees you all the time mm-hmm. but you know sometimes uh, getting him to be engaged and excited about cuz i think the media thing he could take or leave <laughs> I mean, to to be honest, but he's gotten so much more comfortable with having a microphone yeah. and some headsets. That's a good on, point, yeah. right? I mean, he has. He's yeah. just better. Yeah, Gabs. He's he's such a great person to talk to because he loves talking about his team and he loves talking about his team in a good light. Whether bad things are happening, he likes to keep it a bright spot in that locker room. Oh, which that, I is, think, that is so you. Which I think gains a ton of respect, too. Yeah, because your glass stays half full. You're going to keep it pushing. Right. Well, and, you know, even if they, like I said, they lose two games to Colorado College. You should not be losing games to that team. However, they are better than they were last year. <laughs> and still, you instill that fight in your group. You, did, you didn't have anybody back. on the puck line, did you? <laughs> no, no, not in this. I only do, I only do goal scorers, remember? <laughs> Jack Randall's been making me tons of money. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, you're not. 
Oh, you're not, Andrew Kozar. <laughs> I don't even know if you can play or prop. Uh, I don't know if you can play or prop college hockey. Oh, we kid, because we care. Let's not get everybody all in trouble. Um, I really like how much that. Ty Mueller has elevated his game, too, for that team. Yeah? Yeah. How about the award watch list, right? I, listen, so here's the thing. And I, you're watching it now because now's about the stretch. I always said hockey, college hockey gets really good, especially going to see Omaha after January. Right? Kind of let those other sports settle in. It starts to get serious when you get into conference play, the environment. BTN is hosting a, a ton of college hockey on the network now. And who was that that just said, was it during the breakfast somebody may, was in a position of in the know where they said they would not be surprised if Big Ten hockey was not going to be mandated across the conference. Jonathan. Was it Jay Rich? Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, so I figured it was a hockey guy. Yep. Yeah. Do, do you believe that to be the case? I don't think it'll get mandated. Especially because I, I, I how said, I said awkward this would that be between Nebraska that's and Omaha? That's what I said because you know Nebraska is a family tree, and it's it's three you into have, one. It's like, it's like the Holy Trinity. You do, you right? do have the network, Father, of, Son, and Holy the, the network of the colleges, right? And you don't want to you don't want to butt into that. I, I I also think it was kind of a a similar thing with like football when football got disbanded in Omaha. They wanted the attention to be at one place where it all began. Football. Dave Starman on the line. Dave, thanks for joining us this morning. Welcome to Omaha, first nationally televised game for the Mavericks this year. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Hey, great to hear <laughs> from you. We're good. We're good. Hey, you know, you've watched a lot of college, college hockey this year so far, and this was supposed to be a down year. We were kind of talking about this prior to, prior to get you, getting you on here for the Mavericks. Rebuilding, another way to describe it, yet here they are competing with the best of the best and keeping their youth incognito. Uh, what have you noticed about this Mavericks team this year that may go unnoticed to the average fan? I think they take on a personality that really well. And, you know, Gabby is a quiet guy but really intense he's really cerebral and he's really patient and when you watch Omaha teams I think you see a lot of that the other thing that you watch when you watch Omaha is they're systematic structured but they've got some freedom in their play of great offensive and they've brought in a couple of guys that can do that so that's you know that's number one and number two is getting states anytime you get big stops you're going to compete in this conference because the name of the game in the NCAC has always been a pulling that yeah, I was going to say, Dave, how much of that coincides with Jake kind of getting hot in the Mavericks being better on the back end defensively, mm-hmm. and which always helps those guys between the pipes because it's all about what's happening in front of you, and, and Jake is really starting to emerge. No question. When you, when you talk about building teams, you got to be good in the middle, you got to be good on the back end, and you got to be good goal. It's kind of like baseball where you hit your catcher, short stop, second base center field. Same idea with hockey. As long as you get down the middle and, and then your defense is solid, you got a chance to win. And that's what Omaha has. Obviously, the goal is in there. they got a couple of big-time stoppers in there. Their defense score has come on. John Tectonic is playing as well as he's played at Omaha. Victor Mano's been banged up a little bit, but that kid's uh, critical solid. You've just got a really good quarterback there. And the key is they've been good on 
games also really helped. But the thing I like about about the Mavs is they play in a conference with high-profile teams. They have never, ever tried to beat North Dakota. They have never, ever tried to beat Denver. They have maintained their identity, and because of that, that's why they consistently can be competitive. Hey, Dave, uh, about two minutes here in this segment. Uh, we're so tight on break, so uh, we'll, we'll try to change gears here quickly. At the junior level, you have Connor Bedard, you know, who no doubt should and will go number one in the draft next year. I think a, a lot of people are interested in, in him as, as a person and a difference maker about what team he'll be uh, on in the NHL. And uh, if you had to draw a comparison to maybe someone in the league right now, who would he compare to? That's a good question. He's he's got a little Marzell in him with how elusive he is. He's got a little kind of David in him in the way that he cracks back and lifts sticks so well. And then you pick your score as to who you want to care of. He scores a lot of a lot of the great scores in the NHL. But I, I love the way he gets edges and elusivity. I mean, he's got a, he's got a little Marzell with that respect to him. And the other thing is that he's strong on the puck. Like he's really hard to knock off. Sometimes real good players are the ones that are not only elusive, but they're the ones that operate in small space, and he does that extremely well. Dave, thanks so much this morning. I know you're a busy guy, and I'll, I'll probably see you tonight because I'm the MC over at uh, the hockey arena, so uh, you may be hearing my voice once or twice. All right, hey, listen, I'm going to your side right now. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, man. Thanks, Dave. All right, thanks. Shane, it's tough when we don't get those guys right on and I know he was busy so he was late calling us back we don't have much flexibility in terms of it's tough I mean, stretching that window do we no no which I, which stinks because he's such a good guest and um well we'll have to get him on knowledge? what am I we'll, do with my NHL stuff we'll have to get him on again in a few weeks or something you'll you'll never know what to do with your NHL stuff anymore. I do know one thing doesn't pay to be a fave right now in hockey. No, and I do know another thing. Can you imagine the Hawks right now in position to get Bedard? If you get compared to Barzal, Connor McDavid, and some. Hey, not to <laughs> okay. mention. Hey, Shane, is there a Bedard on every team in the NHL, or is that just crazy? <laughs> That's just crazy talk over yes. there. <laughs> Tie it back in. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, we keep it in the family. And next we'll keep it in the family, too. We're talking to Mike Sauter here on Coffee and Cream. and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. This segment with Mike Sauter is presented by Awaken Men's Health. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Mike Sauter. I, I would agree, Damon. Mike Sauter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mike Sauter. Oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot. Mike, Mike Sauter. Every time I hear it, Mike Sauter in the house at Hale Varsity Club having some fun. Rounding out the show here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers. Let's bring in Mike Sauter now. Mike, good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a good morning. How about that? Is your computer turned up, babe? Uh, yeah. Mike, round two. Round My computer two. turned up. You got to turn it down. I, t- I muted it. Are you muted? There you go. There Once go. you mute it. Now I muted it. I still can't hear myself. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Oh, I've no, done this back. before, oh, now it's back. a little better. You hear the echo again? Yes, I do. I don't know what to do about echo that. Echo cancellation, Shane. I, I can hear you just fine. My, my computer's on mute. Hey, we're good now. We're good. 
Is That's all right. Good? Are you good? Yep. It's okay. I'll get through it. Um, I've done <laughs> can, this. Before. Can you hear? No, but it's all right. Do I need to speak to this microphone? Because if not, um, how is he talking to me if he can't hear? I can't hear uh, myself <laughs> talking, which is a little bit odd. Um, hey. Sounds like uh, it. It sounds like I need to go to Awaken Men's Health, which has four locations across <laughs> nice. o- across the state. Nice work, Omaha, Lincoln, Grand Island. So I, I probably do because I'm losing my hair or something. Hey, so, how, how good? How good was ninety three ninety one last? Yeah, night? Wow. it was great. Besides the fact I wasn't there for the whole thing. Yeah, because you had to double dip. It was si- yeah, it was sixty three to fifty three at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, That's they, a lot for girls. I'm thinking, yeah, all right, most seven final scores are somewhere. Around they had a sixty eight yeah. point fourth quarter. Sixty eight point fourth quarter. Now I got the actual box score of that girls game. I'm talking Millard South and Bellevue West. And or I got the the book right, so the book didn't have, um, it didn't it didn't have the misses because I was just curious like what does this fourth quarter look like, but there was a lot of free throws like Cora Olson shot twenty free throws in the game. Oh, she gets buckets, doesn't she? Yeah, she is. Uh, She's so crafty physical. around the rim. Yeah. she knows her. Yes. Yeah, she knows how to use her shoulders and she gets it up on the glass but i'm a fan like i'm a little biased but she's still the deal she took it right to uh coyer which you kind of have to do to kind of get her out and get foul trouble and stuff and uh maya babby hit some shots i'll tell you in the third quarter naomi white the two bellevue west guards are good actually three i think kenzie melcher kenzie is yeah i call her more of a wing she belongs in that discussion too that backcourt and they're a tough matchup for millard south because millard south likes to play smaller like yeah and they have a little size too bellevue west does so but Naomi White hit three threes in the third quarter, and then it was she, on. I talked to both coaches last night yeah. uh, as I was leaving Gretna on the way home and called them both, and they both were like just kids just making shots. Just that's what it was. Um, so 93-91 in regulation is the second highest game uh, ever in, in girls basketball in Nebraska, in Class A game, and the – most in a regulation game. Yeah. That's, so. that's and the gym was packed. There was a ton of people. Yeah, there. how about playing at home too, right? Because in the Metro Holiday Tournament, you have Bellevue West that, yeah, they're a 70, but they're the host, so they're playing at home in front of a huge crowd. Now you carry it over to Millard South, who's playing in front of their home crowd. I mean, in high school basketball, like, it matters to play at home. I think yeah. there's a few places um, yeah. where home court prep. Is- is prep the, is one that prep full throated prep is not I, like two thirty on a Saturday. I actually think Gretna is a tough Gretna is place, tough is a tough place. You to want to know why? You want to know why? One like a game like last it's night, very it's, compact. Yes, last night was packed. There was a ton of people, all that, but the environment's a little dry because they don't announce like after every play. You ever notice yeah. that there? Oh yeah. They don't announce. He got an award last night too. Yeah, he's great. Years yeah, he's great. For he is the one. 50. He is the one. He doesn't even look old enough. He's Wait. the one that uh that made me realize I was saying Zane Flores wrong. Cuz I heard him in football and I'm like, he's saying his last name all wrong. And then you know, after four years, someone, Mel, Mel never told you. Yeah, someone finally tells me after a game when I go up and ask the Flores floor. See, I just <laughs> did it, uh, clan, and they're like, "Oh, like no big deal." And I was kind of upset. I was like, 
Why yeah, it's like four years I've been saying this name, and um, so it's not like you to take things personally. Nobody. So does. Why were Why were you upset? I'm biased against Gretna, I guess. Oh, here we go. See, no, there See, he is. Here we go. Why, that is like I, fluid. Let me tell you. So, let why me. Why t- do you even pay that? Let any me money? because I'm. It's I'm absolutely not. And that is what drives me nuts. Is like you don't know me. You've never spoken to me. You never met me. I wear black and gray on purpose to games, so I'm not like showing favoritism. Unless with you play Lincoln Northeast, and then you wear something else. Well, yeah, What's like something that you don't like being called. Like if somebody called you cocky, would that bother you? No, I've never been called that. Right, but if somebody said like, "Hey, DB, you are the cockiest person out there," so like, like, what would be a trigger? Um, because cocky for me is one. Like that's that's something that I, I don't. I, I don't know. What's in. a but? You know, like what's a buzzword? Oh, it's a triggering know. word. Uh, you, you only care about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cheater. You only yeah. care about yourself. If I said that to you, yeah, that you, that's, you would yeah. blow up. That's super contrary, right? To my or that you cheat or whatever. Yeah. too. right. So yeah, like, something. if I if that I, I that's you. it. Yeah. yeah. If I told Mike like he's biased, I mean, there are those things out there that are like. Guys, come on! Like, do your homework. Yeah, I and, just and wasn't. I, I think the general population, like they, uh, most times I have no idea. Yeah, it's okay. I'm a little bit over it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, well, the first I, thing you said coming in, I was, was giving you. See I was giving you till noon. Yeah, the, noon was. I might call. It just depends on how the day goes. Hey, it's let me right. ask you something. We talked to Coach Campbell earlier, and uh, he was bringing up Carter Mick, and it made me think about kind of the evolution and the role that. He's has to play for that team. He logs heavy minutes, and, and I'm a fan, obviously, just because of the dual sport thing and right. how good he is at baseball. But there's a couple guys I think they're in that discussion of, man, you watched them last year, and then you watched them this year. They're they're much different players. We saw one last night in Gretna. Where you're gonna go? I'm going Alex Wilcoxon. Well, Wilcoxon's always yeah, been good because that's two games in a row he's done now. Like that, I've been—I was at their last two games, yeah. but I'm biased against Grena. But I was at I'm their last. I'm super two biased games. when it comes to Wilcoxon because I'm a. <laughs> I shoot! I gave him a hug after the game. My kid's two feet from me. Yeah, he, <laughs> right? hey, but, nice, but nice job, son. No, but Caleb loves him too. Yeah, so he's a, a great. He's kid. just a great kid. Yeah, Jeff Rosell is probably. Where yeah, he's that's what. Yeah. That's yeah. Because Wilcoxon has gotten some headlines, right? And and I think people he had the great summer. I think his basketball prowess is widely. Mm-hmm. I think people know likely about the A-Dub. starting quarterback. Likely the starting quarterback at Gretna next year. Jeff is different because come, him coming back from the bereavement and mm-hmm. he just changes the way totally that Gretna changed. can play. And he's much improved from a year ago. Yeah, he is. Uh, he, I, I was at their game Saturday against Central. And Gretna struggled with the length and size and stuff and rebounding and everything. Totally not a problem last night <laughs> against Westside. How about can I, let me give you another one in terms of how how much improvement has Robbie Garcia made? And I That's get hard. it. Listen, I get it. I know he played early last year before a rope came right. back. But then when a rope came back, it was kind of like, oh, hey, what happened to the the young yeah. guy that Bellevue West was playing? Yeah. He's tough. Yeah, he's tough. And I will tell <laughs> he's you, he's t- matured he's, physically a little bit. His body looks changed. like a grown-up. He yes. has those big, strong legs. He's, yeah. I don't know if he trimmed the baby fat. Like he, I think he did a little bit. He's knocking it down. Like Garcia is a – He moves really well. He's dude. a dude. Yeah. Can step out and hit a three and be a challenge – like challenge you there. Um, above U.S. Gretna Thursday, by the way. Yeah. Not looking ahead, but yeah. – I don't, I don't love that matchup. I, At Bellevue West. 
like on paper, but I do love the coaching matchup because I oh. think Coach Feakin will find a way and Coach Hurd will find a way um, to play that game. But Bellevue West is going to pressure Gretna, which yeah. is what I think we should – what Westside yeah. should have done. We let them play the same way for three and a half quarters, and I, I didn't – Got to make shots, is, though, Well – or, or you have to play a different kind of offense. Or that, yeah. So, yeah. So, some that's just Westside. It, it almost like it reverted back to the first couple games yeah. or whatever of the season last night for West. You now, can't, you can't credit just... to Gretna's defense. I mean, defensively, it is. Hurt is a wizard. Yeah, like he's I like amazing. the multiple looks. Yes, too. like they'll do some pack line stuff, and every, it's like every next, three possessions they can do something different. It, they're just very versatile. A guy, one guy, what we're talking, Tyson Malinsky, baseball guy, going to K State. He's had a nice year for Gretna too. Uh, you know, he's a better athlete than people give him mm-hmm. credit for. I was watching him in warmups, and I watched him guard and defend. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bouncy. Yeah, and he was giving it to. He was well, say giving it like physically, like in his face to uh, Tate Odvidia. Like I last like. This is weird because it's at. This just lets you know I just like good high school sports. Right. I don't care if it's at. If it's at Westside's expense, he's nasty. I, oh, yeah. I, so I, it's funny you bring him up because I watched him a ton. He got all the loose balls. Yeah. He's super springy. He's not afraid to push. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll grab, give an elbow. Yeah, he was getting in there. Like, he like, was frustrating I, to a little bit. I like mm-hmm. the way that he played. And he's, and plus, I love baseball, right? Yeah. So he's a significantly better athlete mm-hmm. than. I think yeah. the layperson thinks. Right. Hey, does uh, does Platteview have an answer well, for Wahoo's side? <laughs> and does Wahoo have an answer for Milliken? Uh, ooh, tough. Um, Wahoo's size is going to be a problem. They play fat. Both teams kind of like to play fast, so it could speed up the game and, and really work in Platteview's favor a little bit. I just Platteview's in this string of really tough games. They had a tough one against Ashton Greenwood on Tuesday. Um, and frankly, Ashton Greenwood in the second half out physical them, was tougher. Didn't make uh, enough shots. Yeah, it, but they just they just couldn't climb back out of the hole. Um, I don't know. That's a that's a good game. I am actually taking the night off. Oh, good so. for you. I'm debating. I think I just gotta go see it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm taking the night. A busy day tomorrow. Go reintroduce yourself to your family. That's what I'm going to do tonight. Mike, thanks for joining us. We always appreciate it. And thank you for joining us, too. We'll see you next week.